your new home to keep up with Big Sky football week in and week out is right here on the Big Sky Now, hosted by yours truly, Josh Dugan, out of Kalispell, Montana. For our first ever piece of content, let's roll into one key player from each team in the conference that every Big Sky fan or supporter needs to know. Some of these names are obvious and some of them might catch you off guard, but let's dive into it. So one key player from each team every Big Sky fan should know. First up, let's go with an obvious one, Montana State. Tommy Malott. He might be the best peer athlete in the Big Sky. He's the driving force behind the Bobcats' nearly unstoppable offensive attack, including their rushing attack. Last year, Malott racked up 1,061 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns on 167 carries, while throwing the rock for 1,700 yards passing, 1,698 to be exact, and 10 touchdowns and four interceptions. Malott can do it all, and he recently ended up on College Football Experts, Bruce Feldman's freaks list for his reported 4-3-ish 40 time. Here's what Feldman had to say about Malat in the article. Quote, the Bobcats staff raves about him, like to the level you rarely hear coaches talk about a player, so let the gushing begin. MSU offensive coordinator Taylor Housewright had the following quote. He has a 4.0 in engineering, 6% body fat, a 39-inch vert. He's 210 pounds, smartest QB I've ever been around, 4-3, 40-yard dash, smartest human alive, will be president of the United States, high praise. Every father wants their daughter to date him, higher praise. Every mother wants to adopt him, even higher praise. Every wife wants him to be their husband's idol. Coach Housewright really putting on for his boy here. Hardest worker in the room, and this room includes Tim Tebow, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, and Derek Jeter. Like Feldman said, you rarely hear a coach give that kind of praise to a player. That's the kind of dude Tommy Malott is. Montana State head coach Brett Vegan had the following to say. He's a freak in every way, every which way, academically, community service, in the weight room, and on the field. The six-foot, 209-pound Malott, only entering his junior year, has 1,984 career rushing yards and 23 touchdowns rushing. He's passed for almost 2,200 yards. His 5-10-yard fly time this summer was 1.16 seconds. For perspective, former Montana State star Troy Anderson, who's now with the Falcons, he had a 1.22, and he ran a 4.4240 time. So, essentially, Malat is a freak athlete. So, it's pretty self-explanatory why every big Sky fan needs to know Tommy Malat. If they don't, they will after this season. He's arguably the best athlete in the conference right now. And that being said, that is arguably, you know, it's, it's you, all these dudes are great athletes. That being said, he's going to have a bigger target on his back this year. Everybody in the conference knows he is one of those guys and defensive coaches and players are tired of getting burned by Tommy Malott every week, so they're going to be really trying to game plan for touchdown Tommy this season, but too bad stopping him is easier said than done, so look for another big year from the kid from Butte, Montana. Looking forward to watching him once again. On to Weber State, senior linebacker, and that was a lot of praise from Malott, but the kid's special. Senior linebacker Winston Reed here in preseason, Big Sky defensive MVP, MVP at the Big Sky kickoff event in late July after a huge junior year that... Let's see, saw him earn first-team All-Big Sky and All-American honors. So hard to top that. He's coming back with a chance to build on an All-American season. Reed finished the 2022 season with 112 tackles, 12.5 tackles for loss, four sacks, one interception, five forced fumbles. So one of those guys who's consistently and constantly making his presence felt against opposing ball carriers and quarterbacks and even you know grabbed an interception. So he's doing something in the pass defense as well, which not all linebackers nowadays do. A lot of guys are strictly rushers. So Reed, a complete player. Weber State does have a new head coach in Mickey Mental, and he brings more of an offensive background where his former head coach, Jay Hill, was a defensive-minded coach. He went on to become the defensive coordinator at BYU. 
So we will see if there's any tweaks to the scheme. Does Reed put up the similar production? Do they have him in a different role? We'll see. But look for Winston Reed to have another monster year for Weber State in 2023. Next up, the Montana Grizzlies. We talked about one Montana school. Let's jump to the next. We got punt returner, wide receiver, and playmaker, Junior Bergen. He's returning for his junior year after making an impact as an underclassman for the last two seasons. He battled through injuries as a sophomore, but still managed to earn sophomore sophomore All-American honors and second-team All-American honors as a punt returner by Stats Perform and Phil Steele Magazine. So, Junior Bergen, the type of guy with another year of experience under his belt, I kind of expect a breakout season from the Billings senior product who has served as a running back, a wide receiver, and a kick returner, punt returner. Look for the Grizz to up his usage and turn Bergen into an impact player offensively this year. He has the potential to be one of the more explosive, dynamic players in the conference, no doubt. Look for him, the Grizz to get the ball to him in the short passing game early, sprinkle him in with a designed run. He could kind of be the Debo Samuel type of do-it-all receiver, play a little running back guy for the Big Sky Conference. So I know that's high praise, but one of those players that when the ball is in his hands, he makes plays. And if you're looking to win games, those are the guys you want to get the ball to. So next up, Sac State, another guy they'll be looking to get the ball to a lot, Marshall Martin. The Hornets senior tight end put up monster numbers last year. He hauled in 65 receptions for 879 yards and 12 touchdowns. One of the most impressive things you'll hear about Marshall Martin here. Former Hornets head coach Troy Taylor, who was off to Stanford, he was quoted as saying Martin was the fastest player on the team, and considering the fact he's listed at 6'2", 230, that's quite the achievement. The Hornets have new faces at head coach and quarterback, so it could take a little for Martin to find his groove, but look for him to be relied on early and often to set the tone offensively because he was that guy last year, and typically tight ends are a great safety net for a quarterback in their first season. So look for Marshall Martin to be added again for Sac State. On to UC Davis. We mentioned him earlier, or actually we didn't mention him yet. Miles Hastings. We mentioned UC Davis earlier. We mentioned him earlier. Miles Hastings, he's that dude for the Aggies heading into 2023. They'll look to build on a 2022 season where he led the big sky in passing. And now with the departure of running back Alonzo Gilliam Jr., who finished last season with nearly 1,200 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns, it's safe to say that Hastings is going to have the opportunity to pick up the slack even a little more place maybe some of the production lost from their star running back, even though they do have some other great talented running backs on board for this season. So look for Miles Hastings to pick up right where he left off last season and have a huge season once again. So Idaho Vandals, this is a guy, another one where most people in the conference know him, but you better, you're going to get to know him that much more this season. Star in the making, another player who just really stands out, and that's Giovanni McCoy. Last year as a redshirt freshman, he threw for 2,000, 719 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions while completing 68% of his passes. From the outside looking in, expectations are much higher for Idaho heading into the 2023 season than last year. They were kind of a dark horse emerged in the big sky, really made an impact last year. McCoy is going to be on defensive coordinator's radar. He won the Jerry Rice Award last year for the best freshman in the FCS. They're going to be game planning for the guy. Did they find a hole in McCoy's game? Do they kind of find that little spot to attack him defensively? I have a feeling probably not because he has Hayden Hatton back again. He has Jermaine Jackson back again, both 1,000-yard receivers from last year. Hayden Hayden Hatton was chosen as the Big Sky preseason MVP. I'd probably go with McCoy just for the fact quarterback-receiver variancy, but the quarterback's the one getting him the ball. So McCoy most likely is going to be the one who makes that offense go, although Hayden Hatton is an NFL prospect with a lot of potential. So the name definitely is worth mentioning as to why McCoy 
should be successful this year because he has two great targets to lean on early and often. But Giovanni McCoy, a name that you probably already know, but look for him to have a huge year and build on last season. Idaho State, a team who last year they had their ups and downs, but one guy who was a bright spot was cornerback Josh Alford. He served as the team captain during the 2022 season and was solid across the board, 47 tackles, had an interception, 10 passes deflected. Like I said, the Bengals last season maybe didn't have a ton of bright spots, but from what I've seen online, you know, they haven't announced a quarterback yet, so a player to watch, a key name to know is Josh Alford, as he should be an anchor on that defense on a team looking to build on last season. All right, Cal Poly QB. This is the next guy on the list. This is one I'm excited to watch this year. Sam Heward discussed, you know, on Twitter recently. I don't know if you guys follow me. Follow me, Dugan 406 all the Big Sky content, all the local Northwest Montana stuff, but... He has NFL pedigree. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, and he was considered one of the best pro-style quarterbacks in the country by 247 Sports and other recruiting sites coming out of high school. Went to the Washington Huskies, didn't really get his opportunity, and now he's linking back up with his former high school offensive coordinator on the Central Coast in California down at Cal Poly Slow. A little more laid-back vibe. So look for Heward to find a groove early and often because talent-wise, on paper, he has the talent to be maybe the most gifted pure passer in the conference if it clicks now Javani mccoy is a heck of a pure passer and there is other guys who could sling the rock but five-star pedigree nfl pedigree it's there now where does that all translate to the mustangs last year weren't a very good team do they build on that do they give him time in the pocket to develop do they have the pieces around him because as we know football is the ultimate team sport doesn't matter if the qb has all the talent in the world they have no time in the pocket Things aren't going to work. If the receiver's not hitting the route at the exact timing, it's not going to work. So we'll see how things go early in San Luis Obispo. All right, next up, shout out San Luis Obispo. Fun town. All right, NAU. Coleman Owen for Northern Arizona, junior wide receiver. He's a name to watch. Owen had a solid season in 2022, landed him second team all big sky at wide out after racking up 690 receiving yards on 62 catches and hauling in four touchdowns. He's a name to watch because the Lumberjacks will have a new face at quarterback, prolific passer R.J. Martinez. He's transferring to Baylor. He did transfer to Baylor in hopes of propelling himself into an NFL spot in the draft. So Owen's success will likely depend on who's ever under center from day one for the Lumberjacks. They did bring in former Cal Bear Kai Milner in the transfer portal. He was a three-star recruit out of Gilbert, Arizona in high school. So the talent's there. And he does have FBS experience in coaching. So he comes in and wins the job, they do potentially have a very high-quality replacement for R.J. Martinez, and that could benefit Coleman Owen, who I think is going to be a guy who I mentioned Marshall Martin, new quarterback. You need a safety net. Expect Owen to be that guy for NAU this season. And he was recently named a team captain along with Kai Milner, so he will likely be the starting quarterback if I had to guess. So, All right, let's move on to Northern Colorado. David Hogue, after missing the 2022 season with an injury, redshirt junior linebacker and pass rusher David Hogue is a key name to watch for the Bears after being named a third-team All-American in 2021, the last season he played. Like I said, last year he was injured. During that 2021 season, he finished third in the nation with 22 tackles for loss. He set the Northern Colorado Division I record for single-season sacks with 10.5. So he missed last year knee injury. Now he's back at it. They're going to be looking to let him attack a little bit more around the pass rush. And I think the Denver-Colorado products would be hungry to get back to that All-American level of play and start wreaking havoc on opposing offenses from day one. When you look at his level of production as a sophomore, he has a big-time comeback season from injury. you got to think his name will start popping up in NFL circles as a player to watch because if you can sack the quarterback, the NFL or professional football leagues 
will find you. That is just nowadays, if you can play left tackle or you can sack the quarterback, you can play cornerback one-on-one, there's certain things where they will find you. Eastern Washington is next up on the list. Redshirt sophomore quarterback, Kakoya Vesperis. I'm excited to watch this kid. He looks to have the starting job in his grasp after taking first team reps in Eastern Washington's first fall scrimmage. And then Vesperis sat out the final fall scrimmage with other key players. So I'm assuming he's the starter. He's a three-star recruit from the state of Washington. And last year as a redshirt freshman in just limited action, he was 29 for 44 passing. 322 yards with three touchdowns and interception. He also scored his first career rushing touchdown on a 25-yard run versus the Florida Gators, which tells me the kid's an athlete because if you are burning the Florida Gators' defense, regardless if they weren't the best last year, they're full of top-tier athletes year in and year out. So to run off a 25-yard touchdown says something. According to his profile on the Eastern Washington website, in his first career start against Northern Colorado, he completed 17 of 21 passes, 81% for 235 yards and two touchdowns, including a 42-yard completion, and he added seven carries for 33 yards and a rushing touchdown. So from the looks of it, Eastern Washington is probably going to be back on track as somewhat of a contender in the big sky with Vesperis running the show. They had an atypical year from them last year. They struggled a little bit, Eastern Washington. So important to have the QB under center. Vesperis looks like he's going to be that dude. I'm excited to watch what Eastern Washington puts on the table this season. All right, last but not least, it's crazy we already rolled through the list. Lots of other players who did not make the cut. Lots of talent to watch in the big sky this year, but these are the guys who really stand out from each team. And you could have a couple of these teams, you could have two or three guys, but hey, that's the name of the game. Last up, last but not least, Portland State starting quarterback, Dante Sachere. Sachere returns after showing dynamic playmaking ability last year. He threw for 1,956 yards, threw for 19 touchdowns while adding 609 yards on the ground seven scores with his legs so overall a name you didn't hear i didn't hear too much about him in the big sky last year portland state didn't win a ton of games but they went three and five in conference play four and seven overall so with saturate back at it again and another year to develop an offense look for more wins from the vikings on the horizon saturate is going to have his work cut out for him early because they do play the oregon ducks week one and the wyoming cowboys in week two so Interested to see how Portland State approaches that. Those are extremely challenging competitions. So maybe the first two weeks we don't judge Portland State off those because they're more games that are getting you ready for that conference play. And when that time comes around, you'll be ready to rock and roll after taking on two tough opponents. So don't be alarmed if we maybe see a slow start from Dante Saturay and the Vikings. But overall, he is a player to watch in the big sky this year and for Portland State. All right. That'll do it for the first ever piece of Big Sky Now content. Key players to watch in the Big Sky. More to come soon. I'm Josh Dugan. I'm out. It's that time of year, football fans. Enjoy it.